This is Two Girls, One Mike, the show that talks about the holes and plot holes of your favorite porn. Welcome to Two Girls, One Mike, the porn cast that suggests don't get the vaccine in your jerk-off arm. You'll regret it that evening. My name is Alice Vaughn, and with me I have my great guest co-host today, Harrison Tweed. Harrison, how you doing? I'm doing so good. I'm doing so good. How are you, Alice? Doing all right. Did you get the vaccine yet? I'm one shot down. So in like two and a half weeks, I got my next one. Yeah. Did you lie to get it? No, I smoke cigarettes. So I did not lie, but I got it like the really dirtbag way. So it's worse than lying. (laughs) Yeah. It's not that bad. At least you had a reason. You weren't just neurotic. No, no, I wasn't neurotic. And also, it took me a while to schedule it. I probably should could have scheduled it earlier. Because no one in North Carolina is taking the vaccine. So there's, like, way more than they need. Because there's so many anti-vax people here. Really? Yeah, yeah. Hot. Isn't that a thing in L.A., too? Probably, like, moms who drink green juice and, like, don't want to get... I mean... Listen, it's a vaccine, and we don't know. It's they got these different delivery mechanisms than we've ever encountered in human history. It's not unreasonable to be a little fearful. That being said, I am vaccinated, but <laughs> I also am like you know kind of afraid I'm going to grow. A- You're trying to reach across the aisle. Yeah, Erica, we have mostly a science-based audience, yeah. so you're going to get a lot of hate mail. <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> Look, any sufficiently good technology just happens to seem like magic nowadays. So, I mean, look, I don't know how VCRs work. The way I see it is they're magic to me. Yeah, right. Look, if I had a child named Aiden, I guess I would also <laughs> be slightly concerned. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm from Texas, so I think I'm like, I'm constantly having to like bridge ideological divides and like sugarcoat information and say like, yeah, I understand this insane thing that you're saying, but um, yeah, bring on the hate mail. (laughs) And by the way, uh, that third voice is Erica Dasher. Oh, hi. (laughs) (laughs) Erica, it's funny because when Harrison first suggested you as a guest, I realized I've seen you before. Oh, Where? On Jane by Design. Oh, sure, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was years ago. I was watching TV, and it was I always watch TV in the background, but you were playing, what, a teenager who happens to get hired at a fashion uh, agency, mistaken for an adult? Well, I'm a liar, is what Jane is. She's a liar. She is 16 and pretends to be 21 so that she can get this job at a fashion company. And it's like going back and forth between high school and if, and I'm like 26 and playing this child who's pretending to be older. And it wasn't an identity crisis at all. <laughs> You're already setting so many unreasonable expectations for any 16-year-old. <laughs> I know. And of course, like, you know, those shows, like all the men are in love with that character. And it's like there's a whole workplace romance that I have with like... <laughs> You know, that's not consummated, to be fair, but it's still (laughs) bizarre because I'm playing a 16-year-old and the guy's in his, like, 30s at this fashion company. But then again, it is almost a little expected because I have worked with fashion brands in New York and their HR departments are wildly questionable. (laughs) Yeah, the good old days. Actually, not even the good old days. I actually, one of my biggest issues right now is I worked in the creative space, but I worked in a technological fashion. So I was selling software into the creative space. 
But the company itself was just engrossed in all these, you know, creatives and people that just were like, hey, if, if it's not photography, we don't really know how to do it. And that's what made them super successful, but terrible at HR, to the point that they double reported my income to the IRS, and I'm still dealing with it. Oh my gosh, okay. really? Oh, you told me about that. Listen, this is yeah. the secret of being an adult. Everyone's incompetent. <laughs> like, everyone's incompetent at everything. Nobody knows what that doctor, everyone. <laughs> I'm just like, who knows what's going on here? If you're from the IRS and listening to this podcast, you're incompetent. <laughs> <laughs> but also help, help our girl out. Please. I don't actually owe $16,000. It's a lie. No. That's a lot. That's terrible. It really is. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> that has definitely worked. Yeah. <laughs> I'll light a candle. Are you in LA or New York? I'm actually uh, right now in uh, Atlanta. And oh as of this weekend, I will be in Nashville. I'm traveling uh, the country for the next two years, a month in different cities. That's amazing. Yeah. Apparently, because we can all now, you know, hide in our homes and, you know, just stay in, no one expects you to show up to an office. So I was in New York, but why pay New York rates if you don't have to? Yeah. Get out. Exactly. Uh, so uh, by the time this episode airs, either I'll be wrapping up Nashville or still in it. But regardless, send me your Nashville tips. Uh, or if you're someone in Nashville, reach out to me. I probably won't meet up with you, but hey, why not? <laughs> You know, it, it will be just like how you guys met, you know, where Harrison followed you home. Yep. Yes. How did you know that? Did I tell you that or did she? No, when you were getting a drink. Oh, that's really funny. She was like, how did you meet Harrison? I said, I met him on the street and I invited him to follow me home, which is yeah. an insane <laughs> thing that I did. That was a crazy person thing. Or expected of a 16-year-old in New York working <laughs> in a fashion. <laughs> yeah, she was in character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Goddamn. That's Method. really funny. I want to say it was cuter than how it was just described. <laughs> <laughs> just a man following a woman who's confused for a teenager home. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> I just really wanted her at the show. And uh, she didn't. And come I really with, didn't want to go, but I. But I. You must have said something like amusing, and I was like, "Well, I have to walk, but you can follow me." Yeah, we exchanged numbers. The bravery, the trust. I know. Yeah, you got to <laughs> learn from Alice. Everyone is trying to kill you. I know. Out of curiosity, do you remember which comedy club it was for? I know half of them are shut down now, but it was called Bunga's Den. It was on. I want to say 23rd and 6th or something, something around there. And now it's called like 1st and 10. The show wasn't good. I'm glad she didn't go. <laughs> it wasn't a good time. I mean, I did fine, but like it was a, it was a shit show that night. I remember that. I'm really glad I followed that woman home instead. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I got those, those digis. I have a confession, by the way. I, this is a little on theme, but I haven't really watched The Nanny itself, so... I've seen clips and I know the like, she's like a hot Janice from Friends. Like, I know her voice. I know Fran Drescher. I can't believe you don't know the nanny. I know. I've never really seen it. I don't know how to watch it, but I do know the archetypes. I know the father. It's like handsome British guy and she's trying to fuck him. And so I could pick up what the porn was putting down. <laughs> She was working in a bridal shop in Flushing, Queens, till her boyfriend kicked her out of one of those crushing, crushing scenes. scenes. 
Oh, God. Well, I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I actually watched the pilot episode right before we st- we started recording because I wanted to say, well, does this hold up? I did, too. Okay. It does hold up so well. I know. Do you, out of curiosity, have an idea of when it aired? All I know is that the reason I wanted to watch this porn is because (laughs) when I was like nine, I was obsessed with the nanny and I would write, my dad got me one of those books for Christmas where you can like write um, celebrities, (laughs) you know, it's like to their agents or whatever. And I wrote Fran Drescher so many letters And then she did a book tour one time and came down to Houston. And I, there's like photos of like nine year old me and Fran Drescher being like, so it's a long time ago. I'm only 17 now, but um, no, it was like a million years ago. The show actually aired uh, from 93 to 99. And I couldn't believe when I was watching it how good the timing was still. I don't know. It just seems like a lot of sitcoms are little slower pace and their laugh tracks are a little too much whereas with the nanny just let's put it this way i rather watch an episode of the nanny than the big bang theory yeah yes i'm on board with yes. this yeah well wasn't that actual live studio audience and then big bang theory is like a classic laugh track bullshit or am i wrong i don't know i looked into this and i was really surprised fran drescher actually requested that the show provide a pre-screened audience because she had a fear of uh, having random strangers invited to productions uh, because I think someone broke into her house oh, yeah. uh, and was a horrible stalker. So what actually ended up happening was uh, central casting started to cast laughers who would be recorded during taping. And then the laughers would be edited in into uh, post-production. So this actually was the first of its kind where you had professional laughers for a show. <laughs> I love that. That was like the Bloomberg method of just like having like staged audience members at debates, but it was... The first crisis actors. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) What are some crisis actors of olden days that we don't know about that probably existed? The guy that says, oh, the humanity, you know, the guy from the, is it the blimp that blows up? Hindenburg? That, that dude's a crisis actor. They brought him in. (laughs) It's way too dramatic. I feel yeah. like if I saw a blimp explode in real time, I would just start crying and and be really quiet. <laughs> I wouldn't, like, announce it. Oh, the I... humanity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so from crazy. the Royal Shakespeare Company. Yeah, <laughs> yep, exactly. Gosh, I'm sure that there probably were people back in the day, you know, especially since uh, information wasn't so rapidly disseminated. People would say, oh, the Titanic, the unsinkable ship sunk. Yeah, no, it didn't. Uh, crisis actors. <laughs> you know yeah. there would have been people oh, yeah, for like sure. that. For sure. It's weird how, like, humanity went from believing everything to believing nothing. Like, they just formed three religions based on a kid's book, basically. Like, a violent kid's book. And then everyone has believed it for centuries. And now if you give them, like, video evidence... They're like, no, that cop clearly was just, you know, having a rough day and 
you know, it's actually the guy's not even in frame. And if you can see, they photoshopped this guy in. Deep fakes are a crazy thing, though. That Tom Cruise thing that came out. I mean, that is a thing moving forward that is very scary to me. What's the deep fake thing with Tom Cruise? Wait, do you mean when he freaked out about COVID protocol? No, no. no. That was real. And I loved that. Um, but there yeah, was some too. like TikTok thing or whatever. <laughs> it was like some reel of Tom doing things, but it wasn't. And it was like totally innocuous, but it wasn't him. Oh, wow. Essentially, what they're doing is they're uh, transposing Tom's face onto <laughs> someone else. It's the same lip movements. The biggest tell is the eyes haven't been perfected when it comes to AI. Mm-hmm. I know when it comes to digitally generated images, the computers happen to get like teeth and ears a little off nowadays. So if you see like a, in an image where they're wearing one earring, they're probably not cool. They're just a fake person. That is scary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's unbelievable. So it's amazing how quickly this technology is progressing because we were just kind of like talking about, hey, this is going to be a problem like about six, seven years ago. And now it is a problem. So people are going to get like straight up. There's evidence of you murdering this person. And then it will just be a, yeah. Oh, God. That's crazy. And we've all like put, we're like, yes, tech overlords, please censor us on the internet. And it's like, I feel like, yeah, in five to 10 years, that's going to look real crazy. Yeah. And these are just like kind of like nerds with Asperger's that are like brilliant. And then they do these things and they're like, look what I made. Isn't that crazy? And then like an evil person's like, that is crazy. Let me have that. And uh, here's like $2 million a year to keep making shit that is going to destroy humanity. (sighs) Scary. Scary. (laughs) The empire is falling. Mm -hmm. That's why it's like anonymous who's like hackers or whatever. It's like those dudes, like someone was describing this to me. They're like, those are like not good hackers, though, because the good hackers get offered jobs at like the government and at these tech companies that pay like incredible amounts of money. So Anonymous is just kind of like fringe hackers. That Also, like the morally good hackers like Snowden, they let themselves oh, be silenced. Yeah. And they let themselves be known. They like tried to, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. free Snowden. Yeah. Is he still in Russia? Where is I he? I think so. Or maybe it's South America now, but I think Russia. We love you, buddy. Russia's a massive country. Yeah. It's huge. A big one. Yeah. Has plenty to explore, and I'm sure he has enough ruples. Yeah, <laughs> yes, he's got plenty of ruples. If he doesn't, uh, send him some more at info at uh, edwardsnowden.com. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what's his uh, PayPal at Edward underscore Snowden. Yeah. How fucked up is the United States government that you go to Russia to feel safe? <laughs> like that's so that's fucking crazy. It's really funny to watch the inversion of all of this stuff, too. Like, Republicans used to be, like, so hard and strong on Russia, and now all the Republicans are like, we're cool with Russia. It's like everything is just sort of, like, flipping, and their polarity is, like... I think Republicans have been steadfast for generations about not condoning wet pussy, though. I I would say that's always been a a big part of their... They don't want it. They don't want it. They have no interest in it. (laughs) 
Needs to be dry as sand. Yeah. At least they're consistent there, you know? Um, and I'm really glad we're going through, like, Satanic Panic Part 2. Mm-hmm. We need another one of those, you know? Uh, you know, we had one back in the 90s, threw some people in jail, got a lot of people scared. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we should get people scared again, throw some people in jail. And uh, I have to say, though, uh, the most interesting thing has been the uh, Nike shoes that were filled with blood. Oh, yeah, little Nas. What was that? But Nike was like, we didn't do that. They're suing him, right? I think so, yeah, which, I mean, makes sense because they probably didn't approve that, and it is their brand that he is still promoting. it's fine. But I wish he just, like, pushed it a little bit further. It's like, all right, I have, like, my blood shoes, and then, like, we find out the media was not reporting on the cum shoes. (laughs) Are there cum shoes? (laughs) <laughs> no, but I'm going to start the rumor. Yeah, let's start the rumor <laughs> right here, right now. Come Nikes. Nike comes. I still need to watch the video. Was that in part with that video, um, the one where the devil fucks him? I've only seen stills no, it's of it. Honestly, I don't even understand. First of all, the only like questionable thing I think he did was steal from FK Twigs. But the it's not even like... It's not that scandalous? No! Yeah. He gave the devil a lap dance, but it was, okay, frankly, anyone who's mad with this video is missing the part that he did it to seduce the devil and then twist his head to kill him. To kill him. Yeah, he killed the devil. So, like, who cares? Right? And also the lap dance, like, wasn't even that sexy. Yeah, I don't buy that Lil Nas X is that. I mean, I like anyone who gets Ted Cruz fired up. Usually that's, like, on principle. But, um... He seems more of like an icon of mischievousness that's not actually mischievous. Right. Like if it was true, like truly provocative, and I like that he like is trying to be, uh-huh. I think we need more people like that that are like truly transgressive. So I'm I'm yes. all for it. I just don't think he's quite transgressive yet. Yeah. So he hasn't reached his final form is what right, we're saying. Right. right. He's young. His final form is going to be even younger. It's going to be a 16-year-old at a fashion (laughs) magazine in New York. It's the final form of everyone. So, uh, being in New York, let's get back to the nanny. So, if you haven't watched a TV show, so, Erica, how would you describe the show? This really spunky, feisty Jewish queen who has, like, the best sense of fashion of all time kind of weasels her way into a job as a nanny for this eligible widower who's a hot British guy, and he has three kids, and he needs help raising them. And she brings her spicy Jewish flair to his humble or not-so-humble abode because he lives in, like, a mansion. That's basically the show. Yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, is it a Forest Hills mansion or is it also in Flushing? Oh, no. It's like it's in Manhattan upper somewhere. Yes. I don't know. Whoa. A Manhattan mansion. Okay, cool. I've been to one of those and they exist and the guy had a lot of money. It was Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> didn't he have, uh, by the way, a place on that? no one will know if that yeah was true or not. Uh, sorry. Continue. <laughs> yeah, and then there's there's some fun side characters. There's the butler. So when you're really rich, you have a butler, obviously. He is fun. One thing that I didn't remember, and even though I rewatched the pilot, is what's her name? Miss Babcock. Cece Babcock. Well, Cece Babcock. So what is her relationship to Mr. Sheffield? I believe she was a business partner. And she just likes him, or did they ever have a thing? 
They never had a thing. She was always trying to get a thing started with him. Copy. Was it hate sex? Like the way they did it in the porn? Or no? Well, We're gonna I mean, get to she, that. yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. So uh, okay. let's talk actually about the porn. Let's switch to that. Erica. Yes. Taking out all the sex scenes. Overall, look and feel. Uh, how do you feel about the porn comparing it, you know, the pornoverse version to the nanny? Okay, well, first of all, I think it was two hours long, which is insane. They did a great job casting Mr. Sheffield. He was really doing acting. He was using his acting, and he had an accent. Niles, I think, was a spicy little twist. She, I feel like, could have leaned in a little more, but had a great... For real. Yeah, but had a great wig on, so... But I will say, so the, the start of it, also, they could have used, like, another camera setup or two. It was a lot of just, like, wides with all three of them in it. Ma'am, this is porn. They don't have a budget. <laughs> um, it was Wes Anderson style. But they had this really long setup, right, with with the Niles and Fran and the Mr. Sheffield. There was a really long setup. And then the first sex scene was with not those characters. And I was like, damn, like, I wanted some payoff here. Like, I want context for these people. I want to understand what's going on. And they didn't even get caught. Like, I thought, because it's the daughter having sex with the delivery boy. That's the first sex scene. She did kind of get caught, though, by Fran. But you don't see it. This is true. But again, they probably needed to separate the shooting. Shot on different days. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But the setup here is pretty simple. So uh, we find out that Gracie, so we don't have the smallest of the children around because she was sent away from Which I thought was great. <laughs> great diversion. It's like, great. This is why we don't have to worry about children on set. She has multiple personalities, tried to set the house on fire. She's gone. But Donald Hump is interested in investing in them. So uh, as long as they can secure Hillary Muff for uh, Sheffield's latest production. And by the way, Donald Trump was a part of the nanny, the original one. What? Really? Did he do like a cameo? He did a cameo. And in 96, uh, Trump appeared in an episode called The Rosie Show, which also featured his favorite person, Rosie O'Donnell. And he was super unhappy when he saw the reference in the script as millionaire. So he wanted it corrected <laughs> to billionaire. <laughs> Instead, they compromised. And in the show, Frayne calls him a zillionaire. Love it. God, his ego is crazy. Just bulldozing his way to the top. <laughs> Even back then, you Even know, back have then. to keep the lie consistent. Yeah. He did a lot of cameos. Wasn't he on like, I feel like they talk about him at least on Sex in the City. Home Alone. Home Alone. Can we all just be honest and say that if you're a billionaire, you probably shouldn't have time for a TV show or a sitcom? Yeah, no. You definitely don't care about the paycheck. You should be home counting your money. Yeah, why are you, why are you calling the Screen Actors Guild and being like, hey, I you got like this he's is doing something it for the like health actors do. Yes, he's doing it for the health insurance. Yeah, <laughs> it's like my, Zach does my, have great health insurance. So, oh, that's good. Uh, but also, Ivana makes a, it's not actually a cameo, but she's an American psycho. Because there's like, why is Ivana Trump at Texarkana? They talk about Ivana in the pilot of the nanny. Oh, really? This is true. Is she still alive? Is she still alive? <laughs> oh, Ivana, not Ivanka, right? Oh, yeah, not Ivanka, not Ivanka. Oh, they talk about Ivanka in the no, nanny. No, they talk about Ivana. Oh. Ivana. Yeah, I was wondering if Ivana's still alive. I know she looks... 
very different than she used to. Ivana is the first wife, and Ivanka is the second. Nuh-uh. Just kidding. Oh, God. Oh, God. I can't believe I didn't understand the joke you were making right there. Yeah. What's his second wife's name? She's real cute. Uh, Marla Maples. Marla, Marla Maples. Tiffany's mom. I saw her in The Righteous Gemstones, and then I was like, oh, I've, like, seen this. I've seen her in a few things. She's she's a cutie. She seems a little oh, too innocent for him. Oh, is that Tiff's mom? Yeah. No. Oh. Poor Tiffany. My family's so happy. Is it poor Tiffany? <laughs> frankly that's like i don't mind being left out of family discussions if i were b tiffany the sad thing is she wants to be a part of them we all just want to be accepted you know i just really want to know what okay what's the youngest one's name baron baron from uh his son from uh melania he's like seven foot (laughs) he's he's straight up seven feet tall like no. I hope not. I hope he plays fucking basketball. He's so tall. Oh, my God. He definitely doesn't play basketball. I really hope he plays basketball. I really hope he never has a Twitter account. I love... <laughs> no, I hope he does it because I love when the kids defect, like Claudia Conway. This is like, true. That is oh, yes. a delight. Or Do you Giuliani's guys follow her daughter. On Instagram? No, no, I, sh- I should. I once sat next to Giuliani on the plane. Really? Yeah. I was doing like press in New York for something and I was flying home and it was right after Trump won. And for some reason, Giuliani was flying commercial. So (laughs) because I was like flying for work or whatever, they flew me first class. And so I sit down and I'm sitting next to Giuliani and I was like, oh my God. So I like got Wi-Fi on the plane and I was like, if anyone has questions for Giuliani, let me know I'm sitting next to him. So obviously like a gajillion people. Did you ask him questions? Well, Kind of towards the beginning of the flight, after he'd had about literally like nine Diet Cokes in a row, like before we took off, I was like, He's got what? nine Diet Coke energy. Yeah. For sure. So <laughs> I was like, Hi, Mrs. Giuliani, I'm an actress. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I'd love to ask you some questions. And he was like, Totally, sweetheart. Like, we're going to talk. And I was like, Okay. And then he was like, I'm just going to finish my movie, which was like he had just started. And then Kind of halfway into the movie, he fell asleep. And, you know, we're going from New York to L.A., which is a six, like, six-hour flight. And no. he stays asleep the entire time. And then the plane lands. And he, like, goes from, like, this. He, like, comes back up in his chair with his eyes closed. And until they, like, open up the gate, he, like, doesn't turn to look at me again. And then is like, so sorry we didn't get a chance to talk. And I was like, this is insane. <laughs> Oh, God, that's so funny. You started the wrong way. You should have, instead of saying, hey, I have some questions for you, you should have played to his ego. I know, I know. I was I was young. I was dumb. I thought for sure he would get up to pee after drinking nine Diet Cokes, and for some reason, he didn't. <laughs> I could see him having just, like, a bag. That's more impressive, if anything. I know. It's like, like what is going on there? I know he's, like, his hair is melting, but he doesn't ever take a piss, so... <laughs> Who knows? His body just absorbs all toxins. Fun fact: uh, you actually uh, dyed his hair that flight, so yeah, <laughs> because of the actual trip. Oh my God, what a blessing! I don't know if you saw the, the newer Borat, but you should have just led with like a lot of people think I'm 16, and then he would have definitely talked to you for longer. I know what a fool I was. 
Yep. Well, the next time you're on, you know, in first class or next to someone prominent whose views are questionable or just are different than your own, appeal to ego. There is not one person in the world who doesn't want to talk after you. I really, yeah. I was like, hello. You know, I was like, I'm an actress. Like, I tried to seem like very softball and I like shook his hand and I was like in a cute little dress and I thought... Sure, he would chat with me, but he could just sniff my leftist ideology. He was like, no, nah, this one. <laughs> yeah. This one That's is fiscally like. left. This one smells. So it smells like communism. <laughs> Smell the Karl Marx on her. It's not Chanel number five. <laughs> Maybe I'll have more luck with Stephen K. Bannon. <laughs> I, I'm. Mm, is he out of jail? I got to double check on that one. Wait, he's in jail? He was arrested, but I don't know if he ever went to jail, did he? Yeah. I think he got out. And I think he has a podcast. Who knows? I mean, we're. I'm always learning something new. Like uh, Milo came out a couple of weeks ago, Milo Yiannopoulos, and he was like, yeah, I'm ex-gay now. Wait, what? Yeah, I saw that. Not gay anymore. Yeah, so uh, his husband has not confirmed this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's a great sentence. <laughs> it's a fantastic scam, though, because he's trying to, like, uh, lean into the gay conversion camps and cl- scamming people out of money because he's poor. Oh. And he needs to fund his lifestyle somehow, so he's no longer gay. In late capitalism, anything goes. <laughs> That's what I love about capitalism. If you can make money and someone's willing to give it to you, sure. Sure. I mean, at this point, Yeah. Like, before there's a water, like, a true water crisis, and we're all like, you better start sucking dicks and doing what you got to do now. Or not sucking dicks. Unbox. Stomping yeah. sucking dicks, as in Milo's case. That would be great. Which, I mean, is that the most socially conservative thing to do? I mean, if you're going to try preserving water, I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. Don't make more people. <laughs> the gay people are saving the planet. I mean, you can't make people that way. Yeah. <laughs> Not if you try hard enough. If I were to ever start an OnlyFans, it would be sitting on pastries, cakes. I don't know if I'd fart on them because, like, I'm a lady, but I'd sit on it. That's fair. What would you do? If I had an OnlyFans? That's a great question. I mean, the problem is, number one, I'm too lazy to take photos, um, which is why I don't even post photos on my Instagram. So everything would have to be unedited. Hot, raw. Oh, yeah. It's definitely raw and hot because I'm lazy. Yeah. (laughs) I'd post probably like a lot of dog photos. I feel like I would try transitioning. It's like, hey, here's my tit and here's also my cute dog. That's nice. That's nice. I think like you could just do like, you know, like those family portraits you take at like Sam's or Walgreens and it's just like you naked, but with your dog in a field on a boat, you know, at sunset. The problem is OnlyFans, um, I was reading their terms and service, and I actually had the idea of starting an OnlyFans for my dog. Like, because I'll catch him like spread eagle, and I'll think, yeah, this is hot for no one. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> let me take a photo and post this. But I was reading into their TOS, and you can't post photos of animals. So even my sex worker friends are like, yeah, I don't want my account shut down, so I keep my pets out of this completely. Oh, maybe it, like, borders on bestiality, and they're like, that's a no-no? I think they just want to take extra precautions for that. 
so yeah, I'm sorry. My dog doesn't have an OnlyFans. I'm so sorry. How can I replace that? Maybe if I start a Pornhub account for my dog? Yeah, but I honestly think it should be you and your dog. This is fair. You know, give the people what they want and then give the dogs what they want. I did uh, this show in Wisconsin and I was talking to some of the people in the audience after. It was these two moms and they were like, we're going to make an OnlyFans. And I was like, oh, and this is the most Wisconsin thing I've ever heard. They're like, yeah, we're going to make uh, we're going to make an OnlyFans and it's just going to be us eating different sandwiches. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I thought, oh, man, maybe this is making like rural America like more slutty in a great way. And then I was like, oh, no, they just it's as Wisconsin uh, OnlyFans as you can make. They just want to eat. Sandwich. People pay for that though. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a whole genre of thing. Have you guys seen the TikTok video of the girl eating the burrito and she like spits on the burrito and like eats it and like kind of talks to I mean it's like it's actually like so hot, but she's just <laughs> eating a burrito. And she's like kind of POV like looking up at the camera while she's like deep throating this massive like Chipotle burrito. Oh my it's, god, um, that's funny. I was like, I'd pay for this. You know what? No, but I would like to see that. I'll send it to you. Speaking of things that I guess said no one expected, uh, so Hillary Muff. Uh, that is, I, I feel like I haven't heard the name Hillary Duff in a while, but it's kind of expected from an older porn. So Hillary Muff arrives eventually at Mr. Sheffield's home. And she implies that she's interested in meeting someone that she saw uh, their photo taken from the paper and Mr. Sheffield's family was taking a photo of. She doesn't outwardly state she wants to hook up with his son, so people make the assumption it's Mr. Sheffield. Which leads to a fun plan that Niles has later, which leads to boning. But I have to say that throughout this, I do like that how they're dropping like references to the show, like how Fran's never revealing her age. Oh, yeah. The back and forth between like Niles and Fran is kind of witty and very innuendo ish without like Sheffield knowing what the heck is going on, just like in the show. Yeah, they did capture that the spirit of their conspiratorial like friendship. I really clicked through that one. The Brighton and the Hillary Muff didn't interest me. I watched a little of Maggie. I will get to it, but it's really when we get to some super side characters, Val and the manager. I was about to bring up, uh, and that's the thing when it comes to these porns. So sometimes you have to expand the universe because you can't just have the, the older children and the main characters boning. So we had Val, one of Fran Drescher's friends, who boned Hillary Muff's manager, Tommy Pistol. <laughs> mm -hmm. Tommy Pistol. A throwback to the Karate Kid spoof. Correct. <laughs> I was like, I know that guy. I didn't, like, watch the whole thing, but I clicked through that one, and they were, like, in character. And she was really putting on a show, and she, her butt was jiggling and doing crazy things, and he seemed, like, genuinely amazed by her. And they were both, yeah, kind of like doing scripted lines while inside of each other. And, I, you know, I just appreciated the commitment. That was fun. That was fun. A lot of bits. You know, what is great about Tommy is that he absolutely always commits. But I did find it amusing where, you know, Val was just so interested in, you know, getting career advice. And he just went straight for, yeah, career advice, a cock. Yeah, a cock. And she was like, okay. As an actress. 
Has this ever been presented to you of, hey, here's some career advice? Suck my cock? No, you know, I think maybe if it had been presented that transparently, I might have participated. The problem (laughs) is they make it seem like it's something else that's going to happen. It's like if it was that transactional, if they were like, we'll sign the contract if after we do this, I would have been like, you know what? I'm cool with this. But it's, it's the trickery that's the problem, kids. So I guess this is um, a note to Hollywood on how to sexually harass performers. Yeah. Be very clear on— Give me all the data. You know, is there going to be a contract? Is there not? Does, is it performance-based? You know, is this a merit-based job? Yeah. What's the role I'm getting? What's the pay? Is it one blowjob? Is it three— Like, I just want all the data points because then, you know, I'm an adult woman with agency. Then I can make the decision about whether I want to participate in the blowjob or not. What I always am confused about with these these gentlemen (laughs) that, like, use sex as a way to, like, blackmail actresses is, like, the moment after you come you're like, you come back to reality, right? (laughs) So, like, we're like, God damn it, I just signed like a half a million dollar contract for this woman. She's just not like, oh God. No, no. one's signing anything before. <laughs> no, it's not, it, you were not signing before? Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. saying. If it, it should be that. It should be that. It should be that. Ethically. Yeah. But I'm just saying, if I were to, <laughs> if I were to sexually harass an actress. I love the idea <laughs> of a guy coming and being like, oh no. <laughs> the contract. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, we need more diversity. What have I done? Uh, (laughs) Man, post-nut clarity is a killer. Um, Has ruined so many careers. Yeah. So many afternoons. Even low stakes nuts. (laughs) God, now I don't even want to go play basketball with my friends. I'm tired. I feel like the more I come, well, no, I mean, if I have sex and then it's, it's satisfying, then it's just like, Okay, we don't need to talk and I can go to sleep. But the more I come, I want to come more. But I feel like men, you know, they really have that big reset button. They have to, like, recharge. Uh Uh-huh. Also depends on the guy. Some have a quick reset. Some are, like, a week. Some are a week. I don't know that guy. I don't want to know that guy. But sometimes it's also how much sex have you been having with this person? Like if you have never been having sex with this person and you've wanted to, then I feel like the reset is so much quicker than if you're just like, you know. We're four years in. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I have to make dinner. Yeah. And if you're four years in, I mean, you can just try new things and that can help hit the reset button a lot faster. That's true. Yes. My friend has this great joke about... It's like about like men and women come, you know, it's like and the gentlemanly thing to do is make her come so then you can come or you make her come multiple times. And he's like, I don't understand these dudes that just like they don't eat out the woman before. It's like you're going to go all in on your dick. Like you're just going to all like that's all you're going to use. It's such a gamble. <laughs> it's great. He's better when he does. it. I like that guy's spreading good gospel. Mouth stuff, everyone. So I guess the moral of the story is, I don't care how experienced or lack of experience you are, buy a Hitachi, damn it. Yeah. Hitachi. Is that a vibrator? Oh, I'm sorry. Siri spoke into my ear and said, I don't know how to respond to that. (laughs) (laughs) What did you say? I, I said, what is a Hitachi? Is it a vibrator? Oh, it is. It's a wand, Hitachi wand. So it comes in two versions. Erica, please tell me you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. I don't own one, though. 
girl. I know. Okay, that next paycheck. I also have been told to get the ones that suck or Suction. blow. Yeah, I don't have oh, one of those. Oh, the womanizer. Yeah. I've heard of that. I've yeah, heard yeah. these are great, but I have yet to buy one. Do you know Remy Casimir, Alice? Yeah. Yeah, she. I think that's the first, because she had that podcast, How Come? Because she hadn't had an orgasm, and then she finally had one. And oh, she said that's what gave her one. her first orgasm was the womanizer. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to buy one. Yeah. What, but she was like, I had no idea how much I'd respond to, like, suction on my clitoris. And I was like, who the fuck? How? Who's not sucking clits? <laughs> that's that's my, I feel like that's an important thing for men. To- yeah. But they don't know things, lots of Some them. people like it licked. That's a great point. You want a dynamic narrative arc. That's what you want. Yes, you want it all. Absolutely. Beginning, middle, and end. Well, you want in the moment, and you want to respond to the body. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So wait, what makes the Hitachi wand so wonderful? It has a couple settings. It's very, I mean, the settings are very simple. They're more like, holy shit, and then ho- fuck my clit right off. Um, oh. that's the basic one. If you get the one that's wired to a wall, I strongly suggest avoiding that just because most outlets are inconvenient. And the last thing you want to do is involve an extension cable, uh, <laughs> into your sex life. Um, done it. Not that sexy, but doable. <laughs> Depends what you need to charge and get plugged in during that time. So would strongly suggest the wireless version that has a couple different pulse settings, but really it's vibrating on your clit and feels great. And if you haven't come before, 30 seconds later, you're welcome. Fantastic. I'm going to have to get both of them. Exactly. Get both. Why choose? They're not children. You don't have to have favorites. (laughs) Why aren't there more things like this for guys that don't make you feel creepy? Because like a pocket... Pussy is something I've heard exists, but then you look at it and you're like, this is some Jeffrey Dahmer shit. I don't know. Just let the women have something, you know? Yeah. (laughs) That's a really good point. That's it. That's all we have. Yeah. Our track record with coming has never been in doubt. Yeah. (laughs) There are a number of toys for men. I guess it just kind of depends what you're looking for. Um, I've seen everything from, I mean, I'm not just referring to cock ring toys. Oh, I used one of those. I used one of those. And pocket pussies. Mm -hmm. There's prostate massagers. There's pulsating ones. I actually saw hot octopus. They specialize in uh, versatile male masturbators. But I recently saw um, something in which if your balls are not sensitive, (laughs) there's a Kickstarter. I got to double check to see if they actually have gone into beyond prototype of actually full manufacturing. But there was a company that created something where they called it the Baldo, where you could turn your balls into a dildo. What? Stacking? To penetrate a woman. Yes. Wow. Wow. Wait, is this for dumbbell penetration? Uh oh, wow! I didn't even because your dick's right there. So why would you need it <laughs> to get a different sensation? Oh, it's for the guy. Yes. Oh, okay. Fascinating. It also could be for you know both partners. If hypothetically, maybe you have erectile dysfunction or you just come rather quickly, but then <sighs> you could also just use a strap-on too. And yes, there are strap-ons in which you could still use your cock through the harness. So those exist. There are options. Wow. 
Yeah, this what she always opens my eyes to new, new stuff. <laughs> Erica, am I taking you to a sex toy shop next time I'm around? Please, let's go to the pleasure chest. Fantastic. And clearly, Harrison, I got to take you to a sex conference and just be like, all right, here's what you need and here's what you don't. Okay, cool. For my own or for my ladies? Probably both. Who both. knows? Yeah, for, for both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried a cock ring once. I felt like at the time I was like, I'm pretty set with how much blood is in my dick, just in general, like on the natural tip. But yeah, maybe it's something but I should But did you do yeah. that while you were having sex? Or while you were masturbating? Oh, it was sex. It was during. Yeah, because I feel like cock rings are more for the women so that we can have the clitoral vibration while, yeah, being penetrated. I think we just used it once and we never used it again. I think that's been my journey. It seems like I just happen to have a track record of being with guys who don't like to use cock rings, but it's cool. There's other stuff that vibrates that are also useful. Oh, this one didn't vibrate. Oh, yeah. no, you, yeah, the vibrating ones are what it's about. Oh, so going back to the porn, the good news is, though, I feel like we did hit on all the major characters who needed to have sex with each other, having sex with each other. So you had Sheffield and Fran who did get together in the porn midway. They did. But what was also nice is you had Cece and Niles also get together, which did happen also in the show very, very end of right. the nanny. And that's definitely not a spoiler. No. Cece and Niles being the, that's the butler and the... Yeah, and the business partner. Okay, okay. You know, there was a lot of buildup to Sheffield and Fran, though. I thought their sex would be more more loving at some points, but it was like just porn fucking. They were in the bathroom. What'd you expect? More. I expected more. <laughs> I want a feeling. How often do you run into lovemaking, like percentage-wise, in the porn that you've watched? Ooh, great question. I'll be quite frank. I do skip past a lot of sex scenes. Less in the parody. So there are some parodies where I have seen some good old, like, this is tender. Shout out to April O'Neil. She's good with that. Her and Daisy Ducati are very good, depending on the scene partner they're with, on getting to that point. But I don't see it too often. I'll say 15 to 20% of the time of tenderness. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like working with coworkers, you know? Some coworkers you have fantastic chemistry with and some you don't. And it's just a job like anything else. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. Wow. So real. In my opinion, the worst chemistry in this movie was with the delivery guy and the daughter. Oh, really? I thought they were into it. Although he... I didn't really watch the sex. I just meant the first kiss. <laughs> oh, Yeah. I clicked in and he was just standing there like arms to his side while she gave him like a a very long blowjob. And he was just like, cool. (laughs) Yeah. I have to double check when this porn was made because I know it's definitely an older porn. It was actually really funny because the guy who played the delivery boy, so that was played by Seth Gamble, who is one of the hottest like male porn actors nowadays. And seeing him back then, I'm like, oh, This is like when he first started in parodies and stuff. I did not expect this happening. His body is impressive. It's uh, it's very cut. His body. Yeah, it's like very. He's like very fit. He like clearly goes to the gym. Mm -hmm. You know, and I imagine as a porn actor, that's probably something that is on your mind. Good for you. Yeah, I'm looking him up. Tommy Pistol just looks like a dude. You know what I mean? Like this is like a guy kind of has a belly, not. <clears throat> particularly strong. I was like, 
This is my kind of dude. He just drinks the beer and then does. Dick. Yeah, yeah. This is the every man's dick. Yeah, yeah. And also, I like that he commits. He's like a silly guy. Yeah. There were no like crazy dicks. There were no like huge dicks. They were all like kind of boyfriend dicks, you know? Right? Who the? <laughs> it's funny. These guys with big dicks. They're not boyfriend material. No, no. Like boyfriend <laughs> dicks are not the big dicks. There's the huge dicks, and then there's, like, the, you know, the nice dicks, which are, like, the boyfriend dicks. I just now am imagining guys with huge dicks feeling really lonely all the time because they're never the boyfriend. (laughs) They're just like, no. I'm going to rewatch this also and, you know, just double-check the dick size and say, oh, okay, so this is a standard dick Erica has had. Right, right, yeah. Well, maybe I I didn't watch it that closely, but I guess I also, it's like the expectations of a porn. I always think of like porn dicks as being like, Hogs. We're the the dick. And um, they just seem like, you know, dicks. They were trying to make you feel good about yourself if you're a guy. (laughs) You're just like, nice, I'm doing doing better than that guy. Women don't want like heat, like one time in my early mid-20s, I was intimate with a man, and we had not yet had sex, and he came out of the bathroom naked, and I saw his penis for the first time, and I was like, oh, what? And it was and flaccid, he, it was I'm assuming. huge. When it's huge flaccid. And he was like, I'm sorry. Yeah. And I was like, what? And he was like, it gets easier. And I was like, I don't know if I like you this much, like, to change the <laughs> architecture of my body, you know? Like, because I would really have had to work at that. Yeah, I don't want to have stomach aches for two days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, have you ever had bruising down there? Like yeah. meaning, like a guy hitting the wall, and you're yeah, you're uh, yeah. Okay, not comfortable, guys. No, it, no, yeah, I know. Feels like you're gonna keel over. Yeah, they like hit your uterus or your cervix or whatever. Cer- yeah, yes, yeah. it's a cervix bruising. That's what yeah. it's called. Yeah, don't do it. Not fun. Terrible. Terrible. I know. I think there's something, though, that's like an instilled in guys where a lot of guys are just like, I just want her to walk different the next day. Like that. Like that's like the they're like, I wanted to like have like long lasting effects. I think you get over that as you get older. But like then break my leg instead. I uh, totally agree. But I think that's why men are maybe intimidated by men with huge dicks. Still, even if it's, like, the person you're with was like, I wouldn't prefer that. Like, you would still be like, yeah, but he'd change your <laughs> your hips <laughs> in a way that... It, it's it's caveman shit. It's, yeah. like, literal caveman shit. Yeah. It's stupid. Men are stupid. Well, but the vagina is... It is an accommodating organ, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, and I think maybe the walking different really is about the performance. It's, like, how much work did you guys do? Yeah, I think that's more soreness all around, right? I guess so, maybe. It's like a lot of bending and pulling and, and yeah, you're doing all <laughs> doing all the things. So yeah. What we're trying to say is men, if you really want to break a woman, uh find one who doesn't go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They just ate a pizza the next part. I will feel it. I promise. I really will. Yeah. I'll be struggling no matter what. <laughs> I mean, frankly, uh, you know, all women nowadays, you know, in a post-COVID world, how many of us actually worked out? If we lost weight, it was from, like, stress not eating. So you're good. You break one of us. It's like, you know what? Uh, take it as a compliment. Pat yourself on the shoulder. It, uh, we needed that. We, we haven't done crunches in a while or anything in a while. Yeah, I have Noom 
because I wanted to lose weight. I had one of those days where like I checked the scale. It's funny because me and my girlfriend were like, oh, we both put on COVID weight. And then we're both trying. And it's like, that's another thing that's just like, God is so sexist. Like I'm losing weight so quickly and I'm not, I'm trying kind of, but like, it's not that hard. Like, and I was just like, and she's just like, what the fuck, dude? Like, cause I lost like 15 pounds in two weeks. And she was like, that's rude. You can go fuck yourself. Yeah. 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 I play a lot of basketball, but Noom doesn't have, it's like monitor your, how much water you drank, what you ate today, calorically, blah, blah, blah exercises. And they have all these exercises and fucking should definitely be on there. Like it should absolutely be one of the options Oh yeah, because it does burn a lot of calories when you're, you know, doing it for like a decent amount of time. Sure. How does the Fitbit track fucking heart rate? Isn't it calisthenics? Isn't it like that same kind of calisthenics is like core work, right? I don't know anything. I don't know. I I'm definitely out of shape. I was relying on you guys being as LA as possible for me to like for you guys to give me this information. And I look blonde. I got nothing else. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm brunette, so I use my brain. This is true. This is a stereotype that works. Do you think, Erica, that? Um, Fran Drescher is like a really big is one of those beacons for the brunette, like dark haired brunette uh, movie star slash TV star. Is that like a big beacon? Because I feel like. Yeah, especially for like young Jews. I was like, wow. Yeah, she is a Jew. And she's Jewish on the show. Like she's like super Jewy on the show. It's great. She's so hot. She's in Saturday Night Fever and very like he just like goes dancing with her. Have, Have you guys seen Saturday Night Fever? No, I haven't. You haven't? Oh, she, but she's like very young. It's It must be one of her first gigs and uh, she's in it and she's just like, she just kind of plays a hot girl at the club. Like the, the character's pretty like She's beautiful. Shallow. She is beautiful. She's so hot. And uh, I feel like she doesn't get enough credit universally as being like a super sexy woman. Yeah. But maybe because back then there was like, if you are funny in any way. It, like, takes down, you know, it's, I don't know. Well, she also has, that like, that voice. It's, like, a whole sort of shtick, you know, that is, like, plays against, I think, her hotness, which, she, yeah, maybe she felt like she had to do as a comedian. Yeah, I guess you're right. I did, out of curiosity, look into, because I was curious about how much do nannies make in New York nowadays? I had no idea. So, any guesses before I reveal some survey information? Are you looking at, like, live-in nannies? Or by the hour. Let's go by the hour because living was much harder to find. $25 an hour? $30 an hour? You know, pretty close. Uh, there was DNA Info did a nanny survey back in 2016. And I noticed this is a very small sample size of 50 people who share their nanny's annual salary. Half reported paying between thirty five to 50000 a year, while 24% respondents say they paid their nannies between fifty and 75000 But I did find information from a household staffing agency that said that if they were trying to find a specialty nanny, so not only one that, you know, teaches kids Mandarin and how to cook quinoa, but ones that, you know, help drive Zambonis and do massages and the kids' hair. Wow. Those nannies can earn up to supposedly uh, 185000 a year. They should. Holy They're doing a lot. Yeah. We're in the wrong business, you guys. We should be nannies. We should be nannies. Then. To the one percenters. Yeah. Nannies to the one percenters. 
Better learn Mandarin. Do you think you would be a good nanny? I mean, I can, like, take care of children and make sure they don't kill themselves and impart some, you know, kind of, like, fun wisdom here and there. But I certainly... I'm a terrible cook, and I don't speak Chinese, so... (laughs) Harrison, you good with parenting advice or, you know, taking... Rearing children? I think I would be, like... Like an about a boy good nanny, but not like a good nanny. I would begrudgingly do it. And then me and the kid would just end up being best friends. But it would be because he could see my resentment and he'd be like, I like this guy's being real with me. Like he doesn't really want to be here. But uh, I think I'd be fun if I think kids think I'm fun. Kids think I'm fun. I'm fun. We got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're fun. What about you, Alice? I'd be pretty terrible. Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, what what do they say? Like, it's okay to shake a baby. They're resilient. That's like the saying, right? Definitely, yeah. Pee on your children to assert dominance and <laughs> yeah. don't break eye contact to establish further dominance. Yeah. Never say no. Yeah. Let them self-soothe. Basic. Don't play lullabies. Babies love progressive house. <laughs> I bet actually babies do. I bet they love house music. That's probably like, they'd probably groove. That's why they're up all night. Yeah, I wonder if like, because they love any kind of music and a lot of the music they listen to is like really bad. So like, because it's like, you know, it's like children's carols. Excuse you, I'm playing WAP at a young age. What? <laughs> they might, I think they'd like WAP. When I, I was thinking, when you said house, I was thinking like Calvin Harris and shit. And then. yeah. And I feel like that might be too much stimulation for them. I think they might not know what to do with a beat. Well, they have baby Mozart and stuff, and that's complex. That's fun. But have you ever listened to Mozart after you've listened to, like, house music? It's like you can't even hear it anymore because the other one's so, like, <laughs> intense. <laughs> no, but I'm going to play that game. Yeah, it's House fun. to Mozart. Play the Beatles after you listen to, like, Dead Mouse, and you'll be like, I don't. This isn't, I, I, it might It's ears. not enough. Yeah, it's not enough. Yeah. When does yeah. the bass drop? Yeah. <laughs> I know. So, Erica, this was your first full porn that you've watched, right? Yeah. All right. So, considering it was 15 minutes worth of plot, how do you feel about it? Yeah, it was too long for me, but. Um, That's standard, though, for a full porn. I know, but I appreciated the effort. And yeah, maybe, maybe I'd explore something else. These people are doing good work and God's work. What projects are you working on nowadays, by the way? Well, I'm in development on a show that I'm not talking about, that I'm writing. And Harrison was just asking, I did this project called Lusty Crest with Adult Swim, which is kind of lusty and porny. Um, I don't know when that airs yet. We premiered at South by last year, and um, it was really fun. But I play like a sexy maid, so that feels in line with this. What's Lusty Crest about? So I, like Fran, am fired from my job after sleeping with my boss. And then I open up a newspaper and see that there's a job at a, like a love hotel um, and they need a maid. And so I go to a place. But the thing is, the hotel is alive with all sorts of sex demons and ghosts. <laughs> This was based in Japan because sex demons, ghosts, and love hotels, right? Yeah, it wasn't. We actually shot it in Atlanta, but um, oh, 
Yeah, maybe it should have been Japan. There are over 37,000 Japanese love hotels in existence. And an overnight stay costs around anywhere from 3,000 to 7,000 yen. Uh, 8,000 yen to U.S. dollars is 72 bucks. So don't worry, it's not that much. But yeah, so the existence of love hotels um, is because... People live with their parents nowadays, and you you got to go somewhere to copulate. Uh, but also, aren't people in Japan having way less sex? There's a lot of things about that culture. I mean, it's everything from you live with your parents up until you're married, all the way to if you're going to be working. Have you ever uh, seen drunk Japanese businessmen in subways? <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that vibe. It's not just a vibe. It's a thing. When I was in Tokyo, um, you saw it everywhere. It's these men who are, I mean, it's initially funny, and then you realize, oh, this is just sad. Why are they all so drunk? Because they're working themselves to the bone, and then what ends up happening is afterwards they're going out with their coworkers, and it, it's, although it's painted as like a recreational thing, it's more like, no, this is continuation of work. So then they go get hammered at a whiskey bar. Uh, yeah. And then like two in the morning, you see drunk Japanese businessmen on subways. So their bosses are like telling them they need to get hammered. It's the office culture, basically. That's, weird. Wow. That's not uh, honestly that different than most people that work in finance in New York. Or in comedy. Or in comedy. Harrison, anything else you want to give your thoughts on or want to promote? You should listen to the Sex Symbol Project. That's my podcast. You can find that wherever you find your podcast. It's on all platforms. I'm going to be filming a special in the next uh, two or three months. I'll give you more updates. Well, why don't you just follow me on uh, Instagram to find out when that's happening. And that's at Tweety Jokes. Uh, T-W-E-E-D-Y jokes. Not to put you on the spot, but to put you on the spot. Why'd you delete your Twitter? Oh, I didn't delete it. I deactivated it. I was just looking at it too much, and I was just like, this is really sucking me dry. Good for you. And not a sexy way. There's a chance my Instagram will be deactivated when you when this <laughs> episode airs. <laughs> if you want, you can always go to Harrison. I'm posting on Instagram. Just find... For yes. the first time. It's terrible. No, it's great. I love it because Erica is like reluctantly on Instagram, but now she's actually posting things and it's very exciting for everyone. No, I would just say listen to my podcast. That's the b biggest thing. Just listen to my podcast because that's the thing I, I like doing the most. Besides stand-up. Come see me do stand-up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and where can our listeners find your stand-up dates? Do you have a website for that? Uh, you would find them on harrisontweet.com. You can just find them there. Cool. And Erica, should people follow you on Instagram or who cares? <laughs> who cares? But uh, <laughs> yeah, if you want to, I am Erica Dasher or I America Dasher. I post things there now. Talk to me. I tried finding you originally and then I came across some like fan account originally. I was like, oh, this is definitely not her. On Twitter? Yeah, there's a few of those and on Instagram and on Twitter, but it's just the only one I have is an Instagram and it's I am Erica Dasher. 
and it has about nine posts on it. It's very exciting. Awesome. And you guys can find the show at all places. Uh, we're not deactivating anything at TGM Podcast. But you guys can, of course, find more of us. You could see the entire show episode over online at patreon.com slash two girls with Mike. Uh, or just go to two girls Tell all your friends to subscribe. Subscribe if you haven't already, but you can also listen next week. I'm Alice. You can find me alone at Rational Blonde. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.